This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached episode 100. That is awesome. Uh, let's, let's just, let's, let's, let's take a second to just give ourselves a round of applause. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Pat on the back! Pat on the back gammon, baby! Guys, um, you know, it, it is a milestone. It is a milestone, and I'm thankful to be here, you know? Even if, uh, just, just the fact that it, it's still going... You guys are still listening. Uh, the the I mean the following is consistent, uh, and I, I'm just I'm very thankful for that. I'm very appreciative. I think it's 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 um it's it's an evolution of of art in in some sense, right? Um, it is art. Uh, so this is this is one expression or one medium of my voice. Uh, and and my comedy and just my 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 like I've told you before many times it, it, the the best thing that I could call this would be a pensive right if you're a Harry Potter fan it's uh it's just the ability to see inside my mind at different points throughout my journey here you know over the last five years I kind of did a recap episode last week so I'm not gonna just rehash on that but uh. I don't have the time to go back ever and listen to all my episodes. There's too much content. It's like Netflix, right? I, I don't know. But I, I think I'll probably eavesdrop in on me as a future version of myself and say, wow, Mike, that was extremely embarrassing. I can't believe you said that. Or, Mike, you, what was up with your audio that day, you know? Or, or Mike, I am completely flabbergasted by that story. I, I loved it. You know, uh, much probably like yourselves. I don't think anyone has the time to listen to every single one of my episodes. If there is anyone out there who has listened to every episode of mine from beginning to end, I want to have you as a guest on my podcast. I want to, I want to know what it was going through your mind. Now, <laughs> I want to know. First of all, thank you. That's you get like a gold star. I want to like write you a letter. Um, now, now people are probably going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to fake it. I'm going to pretend that I'm, I'm going to go back and listen now because I want to be a guest." But no, I, um, I just, I would love to know who, who's listened to every single episode. If there is anyone out there, I doubt there is. I doubt there is. That, that I haven't even listened to every episode. It's too much. 
but for most people, I, I imagine you probably eavesdrop, you probably scroll through some of the descriptions, you know, in iTunes or however you get this, you know, Spotify, there's multiple platforms to, to stream this and download these episodes, but you probably look for something that's interesting or when you have time, you probably pop in for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, skip around on the episode, skip around different episodes, uh, you know, see if anything captures your interest. That's That's probably what most people do that are curious about me some people you know they're, 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 that, that, that's just how we ingest podcasts for anyone that listens consistently wow that's fucking awesome um and maybe maybe some of you are able to get on a regular schedule now because one of the things that i've done this year is i've done a better job of having them come out once a week on, on a on a schedule you know monday morning or sometime on monday i usually excrete these podcasts into the universe uh, and I know that schedule regularity helps. And one of the reasons that I try to stick to that schedule now more than ever is because the fact that most of us are on quarantine, I just think it's even more helpful to be reminded of some sort of consistency because I think that consistency is something that will continue to help us, help all of us and nourish uh, all of our, our productivity during this time. It's all about routines when you're working out of a vacuum, essentially. And if it gives any of you hope, uh, you know, for any of you that are having a hard time adjusting or getting sick of this time vacuum that feels like we're in right now, um, just know that I've been doing this for a long time. And uh, I embrace it. I, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way because uh, you can get so much more done. You can use You can use time to your advantage and not let it go to waste. So it is an opportunity if you take advantage of it and choose to step up to, to seeing it that way. Um, and here's a, a first case example of somebody that has been doing that for years now. Uh, so uh, with that said, thank you guys once again. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for for being loyal uh, Miguel Old R2D2 fans. Uh, we have reached episode, it is in Roman numerals, I looked it up, it's C. Not very fancy of a letter, I was actually slightly let down. <laughs> what in the heaven is C supposed to be? But nevertheless, we are at episode C, so we're starting back. Uh, uh, 101 will be C1, C2, C3, C3PO. Oh my god, Mike, you're so fun with these... Droid references, R2-D2, C-3PO, BB-8. God, you just make me so horny, you know? Anyway, uh, that's a little bit about... Uh, that's, that's a little bit about uh, where I want to start my episode, and I'm, I, I'll, I'll stand by that. So, here we go, episode 100. One thing that I wanted to start off by saying... I wanted to start off by saying, what can I do to help guys i like that question uh it was a friend uh, one of my uh, mr mark donaldson asked me that question last time uh we were all hanging out uh me and him and tyler tyler Schaffering, if you're out there anyway um i i really like that question right uh, that question needs to be asked more often mark asked me that because he's supportive of my comedy um and and you know that's that's that question needs to be asked more often to, to people. So I wanna 
I want to ask you guys all that collectively. What can I do to help right now, right? I, I think that sometimes you can... I think there's a couple... When someone wants to help, right, there, there's there's different ways to go about doing that. A great way to start is by asking that question and asking Google sometimes. I asked Google, what can I do to help you know, trying to be creative. If there is something I can do that I'm able to do to help people right now during this time, what is it? And there's multiple ways of going about that. Uh, again, a Google search. There's a lot of lists and ideas that come up when you ask that question into Google. For example, a couple things that come up are things like... Um, Check in on your neighbors. Explore ways to connect and volunteer virtually, right? Um, give blood. Make a financial donation. Be a leader, right? Um, just, just, you know, remember those who are out on the front lines, you know, be supportive. There, there, there's, there's really, uh, take care of yourself. Stay in, right? Staying in and being in quarantine right now is saving the lives of others, uh, even if you're healthy, young, safe, you're, you're, you're. so that's that's like uh, just a, one of many, uh, you know, a couple of many examples, um, you know, and I, I think that we should all be asking ourselves and others, and, and and outreach to people, I think is is very meaningful right now. Staying connected or reconnecting with uh, with people and just just seeing how they're doing, right? Uh, I, I think that. Outreach and, and, and connectedness are, are, are very helpful right now so that we're not isolated and feeling alone, right? We're all in this together, guys, even though we can't necessarily see it all the time. But that's one of the the, the benefits of being – of the technology that we have is it can be leveraged to, to keep us connected, right? So – Think about what you can do to help. I'm thinking about what I can do to help. I, I think that financial donations is only one of of, of, of many ways to assist, right? Um, be creative. The sky's the limit. There, there's infinite ways that, that, that you can help. So I, I think another, another thing that you can do is sometimes just knowing, observing, what people are doing or what they're going through and just offering a lending hand or, or seeing, seeing what can be done and just start doing things, right? Doing things that can be uh, helpful. Uh, I know I'm being vague there because I can't think of anything specific related to while we're at home, uh, but, but in general, if you do want to help uh, when things get back to normal even, which I think is a good mentality to bring to the table, you know, observing what's going on and and just starting to to assist when you have the time and the ability to do it, right? And making the time and the ability and giving your – we all have the ability to help, but making the time for it um, is also a beneficial thing. All right, let's let's not speak too general here. Let, let's, let's go on and say uh, one of the things that I think has been helpful that I've been able to do, it's very small, but it's something that I'm – that I'm – proud of and and i think is positive is uh my t-shirts my merchandise if you go to my website once again www.michaeloldroid.com it's the normal spelling of michael and oldroid o-l-d-r-o-y-d uh so anyway yeah and, and when you spell michael it's 
H C H A E L. It's it's the E and some some people spell Michael wrong. Sometimes they spell M I C H E A L like Mick Heel. Um, but uh, think of it as McHale, right? McHale, McHale. So, um, and the name there, the, the heel, it, it still has a. The name Michael has a heel. Uh, it does mean to heal in in some ways, which is ironic because if you rearrange the letters of my full name, you can get uh, do comedy ill healer, which is what I'm trying to do over here. Okay. Anyway, because um, laughter is the best medicine. Okay. What I wanted to say is my t-shirt sales. If you go to my website, you can find a shopping section for my merch. And what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm donating the profits of uh, my t-shirt sales. Any profits that I get are going to a charity of your choice at this time. So it's a win-win-win situation. Uh, you know, part of part of that money does go to you know the, the the people that need to get paid for the the merchandise itself right it's not like i just get 100% of the profits there so whatever the price of the shirt is you know 100% of that is not going to the charity but any part of that that goes to me i'm taking that and instead of letting that go into my bank account i'm putting it into a charity of your choice and i recently even added some right i added some of my own money you know, to, to not match that, but, but to just throw in a little extra. Right. And I'm not going to give the specifics cause you know, that's, that's behind, um, you know, I think sharing that being transparent in the fact that not 100% goes to me, uh, that's as much transparency as I want to share right now. Cause otherwise I'm, I'm kind of going into the business side and, and revealing too much TMI about, you know, like profit percentages and things like that. But just know that, I'm not benefiting from it, and there there are people benefiting. The benefit for me is the fact that you're repping me, right? You're if you get one of my shirts, you're repping my brand, uh, so that's a benefit for me. Uh, if you want to look at it from a selfish perspective, uh, what what's in it for me type thing? That's what's in it for me uh, is the fact that I'm proud to have you rep me, right? You're 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 helping. Uh, brand awareness there and we have a couple cool styles that I think will uh, give you guys spiritual boners uh, you know what the heaven is one of the the main uh, shirts that one seems to be selling right now what the heaven is the is, is what it says on the shirt um, so so anyway uh, we're, we're getting some sales we're making some donations the most recent donation was to the human the humane society of Missouri so that was exciting. I like uh, I like making those donations. It feels good, you know. It feels good to to know that some money is going out there, and it's really a triple win. It's a triple win, right? It's a win for you because my shirts are awesome, uh, and you get to rep a, a cool kind of like you know a cool catchphrase. Even even if you don't know who Michael Oldroyd is, I think my shirts are pretty boss, right? Um, but you tell me if you get one. Uh, you're, you're helping out a charity of your choice by a, a financial donation, and you're helping me out by repping my brand. It's, it's called a trifecta is what that is, guys. So anyway, um, that is what's going on with the T-shirt sales and charities. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing that, but it's going on right now because I feel like it's it's helpful and it's positive for, for what's going on. I want to 
you know, I feel fortunate enough to, to have a lot of uh, resources that I need, at least right now, and uh, it's one way for me to help in a small way, one of many ways, right? Uh, or, or at least to, to, to give in some sort of a, a way. So I feel like I'm talking a lot and I could be more concise in, in my delivery right now, but I'm, I'm taking my time because I'm really just breathing and enjoying this, all right? I hope you guys are enjoying this, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, maybe, maybe towards the end of this podcast, we're going to talk what is truly doing good, right? Um, what is what is the difference between doing good and uh, creating the perception of doing good, right? What is what is the difference between wanting to do good, right? Having the desire or the intention um, versus executing good, right? Or or doing good deeds. You could you know how some on on the flip side of that, some people say, oh, I'm some people distance themselves from doing bad things by saying oh, i'm just a cog in a wheel they 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 take themselves out they say I, I i'm not responsible for these deeds i'm either doing my job or you know i'm a cog in a wheel of, of a machine that's going to go on without me that's going to keep doing these things i'm i'm a part of the corporate culture here at blank 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 company and you know i'm not to be i'm not the one to be blamed i'm just doing my job i i, I got kids to feed and a family you know blah 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 so there there's I think we want to dis- I want to dissect all the the intricacies or at least uh, scratch the surface later. We'll see. We'll see. But but there's a the, a Time magazine the science of good and evil that I've wanted to break down for a bit and uh I do think that it's it's interesting to kind of look at the science behind um you know the the different ways of doing good. But they all there there's a um phrase out there that the road to hell is paved with good intentions so that's also something that's very interesting to dissect is how can someone who intends to do good be on a bad path um right so let's uh let's move on and 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 before we get that deep let's let's talk about um you know the, the normal the normal flow of this podcast does that give you guys uh Something to excite yourselves about right now. I'm drinking coffee out of my Japanese mug here that I got in Tokyo. And I put, instead of putting milk and sugar in it today, I put chocolate syrup and sugar. Does that does that arouse you? I think that's pretty creative. Mm. Okay. What can you guys do to help me? Right? I think that's worth saying. I think that's worth saying right now. Uh, we're talking, I, I, uh, it's very simple right now. You know, um, I think the easiest thing, the only thing that I would ask for, and, and I'm not putting you on the spot because I can't see you, right? I think it's it's okay to put this out in the universe because I'm not, it's not like a quid pro quo type thing. I don't know who's listening. I don't get those types of stats. Unless you tell me you're listening to my podcast, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're listening, right? So So you get to be, you know, you get to have that, that out here. I'm not putting you on the spot, but... Uh, any types of online engagement or follows, right? Instagram, Instagram and YouTube are probably the, and, and Twitter in third place there. Uh, follows on those, and then 
you know, engagement, liking, whatever. But but if I could just sum it down to three things right now, I would say subscribe to my YouTube channel, Droid, you know, which is the Droid, all one word, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Um, the next would be follow me on Instagram, the Droid, same thing, at the Droid. Twitter is also the same, at the Droid. And I'm all over the internet, so if you want to give me the power like and just follow me everywhere, great, you know, but I, I think that's asking for a lot. I think in the future they need to invent an app called the power like button. <laughs> this is actually an invention. Not only they, – they need to create a thing where if you want to follow somebody, you just like hit this ma- like this big giant button on their website and it follows them everywhere. But also that reminds me of another invention that they need to make is if you do follow someone on all platforms, any content that's repeated, once you've viewed it one on – once on any platform, you won't have to see it again on all the other platforms, right? I try not to post every single post that I make that I think is okay on every platform because I just think I want to try to have some, you know, native content for each platform, but there is overlap. There will be times, and it's a gut check, you know, I'm just like, oh, this one would be good on Instagram too, or this one would be good on my Snapchat story, or this one would be good, on, you know, so there's some where you're going to miss some content somehow, some way, shape, or form if you don't follow me everywhere, um, but I also try not to just blast everything everywhere consistently at all times, right? So that way it benefits the users that follow me on, on many different platforms and they get um, you know, but at the same time, if you only follow me on one because you only use one platform or you're like, one is enough, Mike, don't get, you know, don't get greedy here. All right. Jeez. Uh, in that case, you're still benefiting because I am trying to post on all platforms, different things that are appropriate for, that I think would be good for that platform. And it's hard to break down the specifics of why I, I choose certain platforms for certain posts. And that's a whole nother thing. So I'm not going to go into that, but just know, that's the best way to help right now, at least for, for people out there. Uh, it's very much appreciated. And it's funny because sometimes when I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a show for, you know, say like a, when I did a show for the University of Missouri, uh, I said that and then I just got a, I got a bunch of new followers, right? So it's you got to say it. When I don't say it, I don't get new followers. When I do, you just never know who liked your stuff out there, Um and I guess that's the, the benefit of marketing in a way. And that was the degree I got at Mizzou, guys. So exciting. All right. I think that that's worth saying. And I appreciate those of you who already do follow me and you do like stuff. Um, hey, if you want to write a Yelp review, if there are other ways that you're like, Mike, I already do that and I want to help you more. Well, for those people, I got an answer for you. All right. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you. You're, you're like... You're, you're really making my uh, my wiener wet uh, by by doing that. I appreciate that. So if you're if you're in that category where you're like Mike, I, I want to help you more. Uh, feel free to write a Yelp review. Right? <laughs> That's a little bit far fetched. Uh, I don't I don't I didn't know you can write Yelp reviews on a human being, but give it a try. I don't know. Right? Uh, better than that though would be commenting on this podcast. You know, on on iTunes or on. Uh, on any of the the wherever you can comment right um just just writing a a review on it i think would be pretty cool giving it giving it five stars if you think it's worth five stars uh five stars for five stars that makes me think of uber for some reason but i 
I guess I can't really give you five stars, right? Unless you have a podcast. And and, and I also want to say something about that is I don't want to just trade five stars for five stars because I, I, if I'm going to give you five stars, I want to make sure that I also – I believe that you have five stars, right? So now we're getting into philosophies and whatnot. I don't want to, you know, break my own moral compass or, uh, you know, have a lack of integrity by just – by throwing five stars on your thing. But we can work on – Something for me to 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 get your back as well, um, or a, a way to get you back, right? So, uh, yeah. Now we're talking about quid pro quo, which is the foundation of all business. I scratch your back, you scratch mine, um, or maybe I scratch my back and you scratch my ankle because my arms aren't long enough. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's quid pro quid pro quo doesn't always have to be. And now we're getting into. Uh, not just financial transactions, but we're talking about barter, right? Barter is trading, right? And if things continue going the way they are right now, trading might have to be – barter might become more and more relevant depending on how long uh, the the quarantine goes, right? So it's good to start thinking – it's all based on supply and demand, economics. Man, we're really, we're really hitting all kinds of – uh, topics here, and this is exciting me, you know, because because uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. My, my mind is is drifting off into random places, uh, going off on tangents, and that really gives me a boner. Let me let me take a quick sip of this chocolate coffee. All right, so with that said, ladies and gents, let's move on to the next top, the next topic, right? Um, I. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, and if you're in the category where, like, you know what, Mike, I've already written you reviews, I've already followed you everywhere, I like everything you post, I comment on it, you know, I share it, you know, I, I, I subscribed to your YouTube channels, how else can I help, Mike, you know, I, I've written you reviews, I... It, well, in that case, feel free to uh, just Venmo me some money. You know, <laughs> if you want to just Venmo me some money, awesome. You know what I mean? No problem. I also have an Amazon wish list, right? Uh, much like when people get married, if you wanted to just check out my Amazon wish list, I think it's under Michael Oldroyd. I have some Harry Potter knickknacks that. Uh, are on my wish list. So, yeah, feel free to to start knocking things off my Amazon wish, my indefinite Amazon wish list. Uh, I still need that converter for my computer so that I can run 4K video. Oh, I'll take a GoPro as well uh, if anyone is interested in assisting with that. What else could I use? I don't know. All right. And, and, and if there's other ways that I can help you guys to... <laughs> Let me know. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, if there's any girls out there that are horny, you know, feel free to, you know, that's always uh, helpful. Um, I'll, I'll just, as long as you don't mind me wearing my mask when we hook up, uh, you know, I'd, I'd uh, you know, I appreciate that. If, if I could just wear an, like a bodysuit, you know, when we, when we... <laughs> All right, you guys get the gist, right? That's fun, huh? <laughs> All right, so an update for you guys. Uh, I wasn't able to do my show in Missouri Friday night. Uh, I told you guys a while back that I was renting out a space in St. Louis. 
uh, Friday night, 8.30 p.m. or 8.15. I can't remember the exact time that I had set, but unfortunately, um, you know, and I, for those, you know, for, for some of my friends who think that I'm soft for canceling the show, I, I do apologize to my fans. Luckily, there weren't, you know, nobody had to lose any money by buying tickets up front or anything like that. So we are going to reschedule that. It's TBD. Um, and uh, another date of mine that's TBD right now is my world tour, right? So uh, I will be performing all around the world in the future. Dates times and ticket prices are tbd right uh same with my future wedding uh my bride is also tbd so a lot of tbds going on right there you know what i mean um website updates this is exciting you guys should check out the website i i I have put on a couple new updates like i said i added a merch section uh i added some sidebars that link you to my um soundcloud uh, IMDB. Check out my IMDB, son. Looking sexy, baby. Looking sexy. You know, I'm very excited. It's it's getting spiced up. You know, I added a couple th- uh, things to my IMDB recently that they give me a boner when I look in the mirror. You know, and and it makes me realize that in some way, shape, or form, my 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 fame stock is rising. Uh, one. Uh, one brick at a time. If you're laying bricks, right? We got the the blacklist appearance there now, and the uh, the summer house appearance is listed on IMDb. So that's kind of fun. The movies that I was able to to um, you know make an appearance for very exciting stuff. Okay, so check out the website. It's got links to the SoundCloud. Feel free to follow me there. Subscribe, whatever. Uh, and then I, I need to put my Spotify up there, but you know what? I probably won't do it because I'm, I've already put up enough. I've already put up enough whatevers, right? Just, just know I'm, I'm the droid everywhere. The one and only droid that's spelled with a Y and not an I. All right. So cool. Appreciate you checking out. What do I get out of that? I get some website clicks and I get the satisfaction of knowing that you are checking out my stuff and, uh, I won't know it's you. You know, I, I, I don't have some sort of a way of checking in on the people that, that do that. But what I can say is uh, it makes me happy uh, knowing, uh, knowing, and I guess I won't know unless you tell me. So so just do it if you want to, whatever, you know. <laughs> just click around on the website a lot if you want. You know, just click on different stuff, even if you're not looking. You know what I mean? If you really want to help me out, load my YouTube page and just you don't even have to watch the video. Just literally start playing different videos of mine and let them run all the way through <laughs> because YouTube actually tracks how long that the users watch the video. So you don't even have to watch my videos, guys. Just like them, comment, dude, this is fucking hilarious, bro. You don't even have to watch the vid, you know, <laughs> if you really want. If you really want to help, <laughs> just just watch several hours of all my YouTube, or just have your computer play several hours of all my YouTube videos in the middle of the night, you know? <laughs> I don't even know if you can do that, because I think it, it auto, like, takes you to other videos sometimes, but if there's a way for you to set up, for you to watch all my videos all the way through, it will show like more hours watched and that will be that will get me closer to becoming a youtube affiliate where i can use their studios to make more videos right so 
it's all a journey and a climbing process and you guys are the ones that help me you guys are the ones that give me the boost you're the ones that that put your hands together and say all right i'm gonna help you i'm gonna boost you up so you can climb over this wall and uh and i want to make sure that when i'm over that wall that that i honor any agreement that we have for example if you want to get over that wall as well some of you may not care about getting over the wall maybe you're like whatever's on the other side of that wall mike I'm not interested, bro, but I like you, and I, I know that you're on a mission here. I want to help you over that wall. In that case, uh, God bless you, baby, you know? In that case, is there anything I can do to help you? Some of you would say no. Some of you would say yes. And and, and if that's the case, what, what, what can I do to help you with? I want to make sure that we, we establish that up front because in no way would I ever want to use anybody. And I think... The way to avoid using people is with open communication up front, right? The worst thing that you can do is have mismatched expectations, right? For, for me to assume, or and that's a bad thing. Assuming is never good. We're using metaphors here, but what, what would be a bad deal on my part is if I just assumed that you just wanted to help me over the wall and... And, and, and I assumed that you were doing it just out of the kindness of your heart. And I took you up on the offer and I let you boost me up and I jump over the wall and I, I run and then I hear you yelling, Hey, what about me, bro? Are you going to help me over the wall? Then I'm like, ah, shit. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was like part of the expectation. (laughs) And it's not about being selfish. It's all about communication. And that's what business is guys. Um, the better you can eliminate assumptions and make sure that uh, an agreement is, you know, for example, it's like you help me over this wall and I'll throw a rope over the wall after I get on the other side so that you can climb over, right? If that agreement is made, awesome. Some people might not want anything. Some people might want something completely differently in return, but I think that establishing, if there is an expectation, right? It's very important to establish that expectation um, and then not have your feelings hurt if the deal isn't fair for both parties right uh, maybe maybe I want to ro- maybe I want to get hoisted over that wall so I can go rogue and you know infiltrate this facility that I'm going to metaphorically break into Bruce Bruce Wayne style right maybe I'm like yo like I don't I, I think it will jeopardize the mission if someone is trying to to jump over that wall and join me in this part of X mission that doesn't exist, right? Um, maybe th- there's multiple things. What The worst thing anyone can ever do in business is assume anything. Um, and I've, I've, I've made the mistake myself of assuming that early on in my professional career that everything was, you know, I know I would do this for this person, so I assume automatically that if I help them, they're going to help me equal and opposite type thing, right? But that was a very ignorant mistake that I made. It was a naive, young, youthful mistake. And I guess I'm, I'm making that point to educate all of you that don't already know that. That's not how the world works. You can't ask for something after a deal has been made. So if you offer to do something for someone, you can't expect Michael Oldred at a younger age. This is your your older brother, this is yourself talking to you at a younger age. This is, this is one of the biggest pieces I would give to myself in a younger state. And I would have taught myself this very early on that 
you can't expect people to do what you would do for them. You can't expect other people to do for you what you would do for them, even if you think that's fair or that's the way things are. You, you have to, you can't assume things and you have to establish deals up front and then, and then also realize that a handshake deal still may not be honored later on. Um, if you really want to protect yourself, now we're talking business terms, uh, you make the deal and then you get it in writing in legal type writing where you can actually protect yourself if it's a big deal, right? Um, so a little bit of wisdom for you guys uh, that all started off with a metaphor of hoisting me over a wall, right? So hopefully that was educational for you and interesting because it was a huge tangent that I went on. I enjoyed it and I regret nothing about it, right? The only thing that I regret is that we're 36 minutes into this right now, I believe, and I have not covered the points that I want to talk to talk about but I but I really liked that I talked about that that was juicy and unexpected and uh, and I like that so let's move on huh shall we guys yeah hey oh my Zeus all right um, on my website I did add some new videos I've come out with some new videos on YouTube lately you guys should check them out uh, if you haven't seen uh, some of the videos I've made, I've done a tour, a tour of my messy apartment. A lot of people have been curious to see what's going on there. Um, giving you a nice view of the city from my from my unit, right? Uh, I've made a, a love song called Lover by Taylor Swift. I, I, I did the guy version of it, put it out in the, the universe, waiting for Taylor Swift. To, if you guys, you want to know how you can help me, watch that video so that I get one extra YouTube view. Because the, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, and that single step is you clicking on that video. Because if I get enough clicks, T-Swift might get notified, and that might be uh, the opportunity for me to um, help her. Uh, so, yeah, anyone that wants to lay bricks on my empire, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, secondly, just make sure that if, if you are laying bricks, that you let me know up front if you expect something in return. That way I can, I can agree or disagree. We can shake on that deal. Um, you know, it, it, the worst thing that, that, that could happen is if someone put in all this labor to help somebody, right? Because it's happened to me, right? Put on all this labor and then expect, hey, I'm just going to... Hey, I, I laid like this X percentage of your empire, bro. So can I get X percentage of all the benefit that I put in? Because that'll be the quickest way someone would say, uh, what what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Um, absolutely not. We, we never talked about that. I thought you were doing this because you were awesome. You know what I mean? So... Just, uh, just know that, guys. Just know that up front. And I'm protecting myself as well by, by sharing that wisdom because I would never want someone to feel used in any way, shape, or form sexually or anything else, right? When I, when I hook up with a woman, I, I, I hope that there are no girls out there that feel used ever, right? Um, because I try to be as transparent, honest, straightforward about everything um, as possible, uh, but I also know that, you know, in a non-self-righteous way that 
sometimes things get miscommunicated. So, again, I think I've said this before, but there, if there are anyone out there, women uh, from a sexual sense or just any human beings that feel used by me in any way, I want to address that. I want to know. I want to know now, right? I want to know now so that I, we can work through something that makes you feel better, that makes you not feel used, that makes sure that it doesn't happen again, um, because I, I don't want, I do not want anyone to ever feel that way as a result of me. And if, if for some crazy reason you're listening to this right now and you do feel that way, really, I, I sincerely mean it. Please talk to me. I, 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 I want to eliminate that from your, I want to do what I need to do to get that out of your, um, out of your out of you I, I don't want you to to feel that way I want to change that I want to do what I need to do to change that feeling so it's a good feeling I want when you think of our interaction and when you think of me I want it to be a positive feeling I want it to be a, a good feeling where it was a positive thing or a win-win or if it was a misunderstanding that we're that we can move we can do what we need to do to move forward to 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 dispel that misunderstanding and, and for me to be like, yo, you know what? I see your perspective and I didn't see that before. Thank you for communicating that with me. Let's, let's freaking let's tear it up here. You know, let's, let's fix this. So, so yeah. And, and, and if you think, well, there's nothing that can be fixed or maybe you feel like, Oh, I feel stupid for, for mentioning this. Don't, don't feel stupid. And even if there isn't something that you, you think that we can do to fix this, I bet you there is something that we can do. I bet you talking about it will still bring some some sort of a a resolution to it. So I would love to to attack that and, and to address that. Um, I'd I would appreciate it to be honest. All right. So moving on from there, when it comes to we're going to talk about doing good at the end of the episode, but. I want it to be clear that I think it's sometimes when people try to do good, they can come off self-righteous. Perhaps I'm even coming off self-righteous or I have at times. And, and I hate I hate that feeling when someone f- seems like they're being self-righteous. So let me let me just dispel that right now and let you know. I know that I am far from uh, – you know, I'm well aware that I have plenty of things that I've done in my life that – that I would, you know, if I could like compare that to a ghost version of the perfect version of myself, that that I've fallen short, right? That I that I would change if I could or whatever. Um, not to say that I have regrets, because uh, you know I've done everything as if there's only one life to live, right? Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I don't like self righteousness. Uh, you know, people that, that, you know, like a Harvey Dent type, I, I appreciate his, his aspirations, but I think it's important to, to know our shortcomings and, and to, 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 to be aware of them and to, you know, you know, be aware that we have flaws. I, you know, I'm speaking of myself, right? So, all right. What I'm trying to say is don't be self-righteous, but there's a difference between wanting to do good and wanting to have the perception of doing good, right? I would, I would now, now this is going to sound self-righteous by either way, 
it's better to it's better to care about the objective perspective of positively affecting other lives than than like creating the illusion that you're doing good and helping others. Does that make sense? What what I'm trying to say is it's better to come off like an asshole. It's better to come off like an asshole as long as you secretly are like positively impacting people. It's better to do that than to create the illusion that you're a saint, right? Um, in fact, it's it's a thousand times better. It's it's infinitely better. I mean, in theory, the, the perfect the perfect person wouldn't have to create the illusion that they're an asshole, right? Because that's still a lie, essentially. Um, but it's definitely what, what matters the most is obviously if people are being helped and, and, and being treated with love, right? That is truly what should, that's the only thing that should, should actually matter or that's, that's the greater good right there, if that makes sense. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into some more of that later. If, if, I mean, we're already, this is pretty much later already where the podcast is almost, <laughs> it's 45 minutes in right now. So, this is pretty much later, but I haven't even talked about the world updates yet, and I apologize. But I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm 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 really engaging with this and, and expressing myself passionately here with with some of these things, and and that makes me feel good. So uh, hopefully this is uh, this is juicy for you guys, and it feels like Gatorade for your soul in some ways. You know, anybody wants some uh, some Gatorade, or, or would you prefer Powerade for your soul? Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, all right. Um, yeah, and I'm taking notes that, or I, I have notes written down on the things that I wanted to to cover. So, world updates. Here's something I'll, before as I talk about the world, I'm going to use this as a transition. So, I wanted to give a shout out to the countries that listen to me the most. Uh, around the world, and I think it's also interesting to share this for for anyone. Um, this is really a, a fun stat. I'm not going to go into the numbers specifically, but I'm going to go in in ascending order of the countries that listen to this podcast the most. Uh, the United States, by far, is New York is actually the the most concentrated place of all of my listeners. I think it's it's followed by Missouri. I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but. Uh, Missouri, and then, like, a few other places, the Arizonas, the Californias, places like that. But uh, New York, by far, surprisingly, has the most listeners, so I think that's pretty cool. Maybe it's just other comedians that are, like, listening to me and secretly hating on me and just, like, trying to steal my ideas. <laughs> Any of the ideas that are good. They're like, all right, we just listened to this last podcast. Mike only had one out of ten good things to say. Let's steal this idea and use it in our podcast. That could be, that could, I, I don't know <laughs> who all my listeners are. So, so, honestly, that could be one of the many uh, listeners out there. Um, nevertheless, the United States... Um, takes the cake and then followed by japan japan by a significant uh, margin and some of the listens in japan have 
they leveled off for a while, and now they're going back up, much like the coronavirus, unfortunately, depending on where. Uh, but yeah, thank goodness the coronavirus has been tapering off or, or flat. The curve is what they known as flattened. So the, 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 the curve of listeners in Japan flattened for a while, and now it's just starting to rise again. I don't know what caused the flattening of the curve, you know, for, for Japan, Japanese listeners or people who live in Japan that are listening. But uh, Japan, welcome back. Uh, I have much love for you. Shoot, I'm, I'm drinking out of my Japanese mug right now, and I'm wearing a, a Tokyo Michael Jordan Nike hat. It's uh, so... Um, I thought Tokyo was amazing. I, I'd love to be there for the cherry blossoms. I think that's happening right now-ish, right, because it's springtime. And uh, I, I, I missed the cherry blossoms when I went to Tokyo, but literally one of the coolest cities I've ever been to in my life. The only recommendation I have for anyone out there, you're not going to go pick up chicks in Japan. So um, bring one with you. <laughs> because uh, the, the the culture, like, like if I hit on a girl, they were very polite and kind, but they will not, you know, they, they there's a lot of eye contact avoiding and uh, not much, uh, you know, it's very, the culture is, yeah, it's, it's so many beautiful women there. None of them interested in me is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I have a story about that Japanese girl that I, that I met there and asked her for her Instagram. I didn't speak Japanese. I just pointed to Instagram and she, she liked it, you know, and she, she grabbed my phone, typed in her, switched it to the Japanese characters, typed in her handle, followed herself, gave me the phone back. And then I DM'd her with Google translate shortly after pretending that I spoke Japanese and it was going really well until she tells me she has a boyfriend and I thought to myself, why did she give me her Instagram? And then I realized, oh, it was the same reason everyone does to get another follower, right? Because <laughs> she never followed me back. So she didn't She didn't hoist me back over the wall is what I'm trying. I gave her a little boost there, and she didn't hoist me over the wall with the follow back. But you know what? That's, that's okay because I didn't, I didn't up front say to her, hey, if I follow you, will you follow me, right? It was just hoping that we could enjoy some time together and that I could maybe take her on a boat ride and we could watch some of the cherry blossoms on the sides of our wonderful canoe. Um, none of that happened, but, <laughs> but, uh, that's, uh, that's the quid pro quo that I was talking about earlier, right? So anyway, that's Japan. That's number two in the running. We've got the United Kingdom. What if, what if for every country that I mentioned, all, like all of a sudden I just started telling stories from that country. I'm going to try to not do that to save time. Uh, that was not planned. But then again, hey, how about some spontaneity, huh? How about some spontaneity? United Kingdom is in, a, is in third place, right? So those are the top three. U.S., Japan, the U.K. Obviously, you guys know the Voldroid. You should know, at least, if you've listened enough, that Oldroid is an English name. I have a coat of arms for my family. Oldroid comes from Yorkshire, England, if I'm not mistaken, and it does have a meaning. It means a clearing in a meadow, um, which is very uh, it's a very peaceful thought to me. An Oldroid is a clearing in a meadow. When I think of that, and I hate to, I don't want to compare myself to Bambi because there's such a sad ending to that, but... That is one of the thoughts that comes to my mind is, is just deer in a meadow, you know, and, and birds chirping and things like that. So um, my last name should 
maybe bring you some peace. Unless you just think, what in the heaven does that mean? Ackroyd? So, anyway, that's uh, a little bit of the connection with the United Kingdom. I've, I've had the luxury of going there a few times. Did comedy in the UK. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, England is... I did a Skype date recently with a girl from England, actually. Uh, that was pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, England. Uh, the United Kingdom, right? In fifth, in fourth place, we have Germany. Uh, been there a couple times. Obviously, there's a lot of history there. A lot of history. A lot of got to visit the BMW plants. Uh, there's only one. What am I talking about? The Mercedes. Um, is it Mercedes? Yeah, yeah. So I went to BMW. I went to the Mercedes Museum. Uh, Mercedes is named after the main guy's daughter. I don't know if you guys knew that, or or, or, or a beautiful young woman that they felt felt hit the brand. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but the three there's three. Uh, the Mercedes symbol has three. Uh, whatever it is, it's like a three different lines on it, and it represents the different the three different types of transportation that they created, which was air, water, and on Earth, uh, because they were creating transportation for planes, boats, and, uh, and uh, you know, things with wheels on land. Obviously, Mercedes-Benz, I think um, both of the, those um, companies, BMW as well as uh, Mercedes, or Benz, I forget. Mercedes is one of the types of uh, whips within that uh, umbrella of that company, which is ben, the Benz Museum. Shit, I'm, I'm actually, my memory is kind of drawing a blank right now. I apologize, but I know that BMW and that one are two different companies, and they both, during World War II, were creating vehicles for Hitler's army, um, which is something that they didn't, you know, they did that's a whole nother thing, you know, talk about good and evil, like, they, they had no choice if they wanted to live, right, which, at some point, we all need to ask ourselves, there's always a choice, can you blame someone who chose to live over dying that, you know, I don't know, it's, um, it's something to think about, though, and we'll, we'll maybe talk about that later, but anyway, Germany, uh, Germany, uh, is in fourth place. Then we got Sweden, uh, which is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to those countries. Uh, and then moving on down, we've got India, which is really cool. I've never been to India. I haven't been to Sweden either, by the way, but I believe I have some Swedish blood in me. Uh, I also have a lot of English, uh, some German in me. Uh, Swedish, yeah. And then, uh, we're from Sweden. Um, and then we've got India. You know what? I bet you some of my listeners are coming from the hostel that I perform at regularly. So if any of you guys are listening that have seen me perform before at the hostel, because we get people from all over the world, thank you so much for, for staying in, in contact and, and with your curiosity. I love that. Uh, and if, if, if none of you are listening, uh, uh, I, I sound like a friggin' bumbling fool, you know? But, but guess what? There's no way to check, fact check me. <laughs> I can't fact check me, and neither can you. We don't know, because it's going straight into your eardrums here, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Don't you like it when Mike talks to us like a, like we're one person, it's a one-on-one conversation, and, and literally he's actually talking to 
nobody and everybody at the same time? <laughs> Isn't that a phenomenon? I'm sitting here talking to, to nobody because I'm by myself in my, my closet, but I have the potential to literally be talking to everybody. So how, how cool is that? That's called some Jedi mind trick right there, right? I, th- I find it fascinating, and I bet you find it fascinating as well. And when I say you, I'm speaking into this camera, uh, into the the, the droid. Uh, this is, I'm speaking into R2-D2 right now and, and translating a message that is going to be later um, cast onto a 3D wall. Uh, and it will say, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Um, so after India, which I think is pretty cool, never been there, want to go there. I love I love the Indian culture and the Eastern. Steve Jobs said everyone has to visit India if you want to experience a, a more broadened form of enlightenment. There's a, a comedian here in New York. His name is Usama Siddique. He's, he's done really well. Um, he's, he's further ahead than I am here in the city. Um, and I was watching one of his routines about when he went back to India and just how crazy it is there in certain parts, you know, just like people like taking dumps, like in the middle of the street, just like, they'll just like stare at you in the eye and just take a dump. And then (laughs) it was very funny to, to listen to his stuff, but it was very intriguing. Um, and yeah, one of my best friends growing up, couple of my best friends were, were Indian actually it's a very fascinating land and I definitely I gotta I gotta go you know I gotta go so thank you India and uh, after I- India the, the very mysterious and intriguing place of Egypt Egypt is there next on the list who listens Egypt there in Africa um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in uh, Egypt is uh, is a very intriguing place, you know. Egypt is a very intriguing place. One of my most recent videos that I created, I used the Great Pyramids of Giza as part of my background. I, I created a video of traveling to different countries during quarantine, basically by using my green screen, <laughs> you know, to create the illusion. It's pretty obvious that I wasn't traveling to those places. So, but uh, I did that one. I also created a, a video of Kellel's son, Superman. So you guys might want to check that one out. Pretty fun stuff. I was uh, sorry, Nicholas Cage's son, who he named Kellel. I played a. Vi- I created a video where I pretended to be his son, Kellel, the real, you know, the real son. But I threw in a twist and, and made it seem as if I actually have, you know, superpowers. You know, you'll have to watch the video. Video if you're interested. So. Um, after Egypt, we've got Canada, which I've never been to, but some of my favorite comedians. In fact, Jim Carrey is from Canada. I want to go. Uh, I want to go to that Montreal. I want to go to Just for Laughs. You know, that's the goal. Every comedian. Usama Siddique performed at Just for Laughs. So that's that's how you know he's doing really well. The guy that I just mentioned from, from India, uh, he was there a couple of years ago doing stand-up, which is literally like... That's huge. And then not long after that, I saw him performing at the Comedy Cellar here in New York. So, you know, it's crazy stuff. Um, you guys got to uh, check out Just for Laughs. And uh, I'm going to see if Usama wants to get on my podcast sometime. Anyway, uh, after Canada, we've got Pakistan, guys. That's interesting, huh? That's very interesting. Pakistan, shout out to you guys. I appreciate the positive listeners. Um, very interesting stuff. There's, uh, 
you know, one of the things that's so interesting is you can never label a, a country, you know, you can't be prejudiced toward anyone for any general statement. And I know that Pakistan and the United States have had issues, but I know there are good people in er everywhere. There are good people everywhere, right? There are good people in every religion. There's good people from every country. There's good people um, uh, of every race, right? And uh, I have a feeling that uh, the people that listen to my podcast from, from Pakistan are good as well. Uh, no, I that, that that's a that's a, a bad assumption to make there at the end. That was that was intended to be a joke, and I realized it came out in in, in a way that was just a dumb statement. It wasn't even funny. Uh, but the point I guess I'm trying to make is, um, I think it's really cool that there's people from Pakistan that listen to the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. I hope that you guys are doing well over there, um, and. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's cool. It's very cool to see that I have listeners from all over. Where else do I have uh, listeners from? I've got next on the list is Thailand. I've never been there. Um, what if every single listener from Thailand was a lady boy? How crazy would that be? <laughs> what if there's a group of people from Thailand that are listening right now, and one of them is a lady boy, and it caused all of them to laugh because they knew that the, the person with them is a lady boy. Um, what's up, lady boys? Uh, if you're listening, I don't, you know, what's up to everybody, right? It's cool. I, I think that's fantastic. One of you, one of the lady boys, uh, took advantage of one of my friends who was in, uh, who was in Thailand. And we talk about that, that, that bait and switch or that, that, you know, helping your friend over the wall with the boost and then expecting something in return. I had a friend who, uh, was hooking, started to hook up with a lady boy thinking it was a woman and, 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 uh. The lady boy did not tell my friend that it was a lady boy. <laughs> he thought it was a woman, and uh, the reveal came there toward the end, uh, which was very unpleasant for my heterosexual friend. <laughs> but, uh, you know, nevertheless, that's another thing to, to think about when it comes to the whole, to the whole uh, exchange, you know, that we were talking about before. So, Thailand, the Netherlands, like I said, we got... Um, I know people from the Netherlands. I've been there. Amsterdam, really cool place. We took the train in from Paris. Talked about my buddy Hieronymus uh, multiple times. I hope he's doing well during this time. Hiroon! Hope you're doing well, buddy. Danke right. <laughs> means thank you. In Dutch, uh, something that I learned about people uh, overseas that I thought was fascinating a lot of the people from smaller countries, for example, like the Netherlands, are multilingual. My buddy Hieronymus spoke five languages, guys. A lot of the people in the U.S. speak one language. Maybe they took a foreign language in high school for a couple years. And it's all based on everything is relative, right? Hieronymus told me that when you're a small country, you're much more aware of everything that's going on in the world around you. All the other, you know, And as a result, uh, you know, it, it just, it's so... If you added up all the strengths of our... This is what I'm trying to say is we all, as a human race, have so many things that overlap and then so many unique characteristics and abilities that complement each other. 
right? If you take the people from all over the world and you add up all of our strengths, there's so many unique things that we can do. The, the sky is the limit for our, our potential as, a, as humanity, right? We have so many, like, you take my buddy Hieronymus and you, him, him and I would be such a strong team. I mean, we're already friends, right? But just like taking our perspectives and our life experiences and just putting them together into like in a one person <laughs> would be like a superhero, you know? He was a, a physicist at the CERN lab, right? From the if you guys have read the book Angels and Demons, he worked there. He was an intern at that uh, at that lab, right? And uh, very interesting dude, very freaking interesting. So anyway, Hieronymus, if you're listening, thank you for getting your friends to listen to. I appreciate that. Algeria, Africa is on the list next, and then uh, never been there. I've never been to Africa. I want to go to Africa really bad. Hit the hit the. I want to see. Um, I want to go to Morocco, see the land where Hisham El Garouche is from, the the Olympic athlete. Much much respect for that dude. Morocco just seems fun too. I want to check out Egypt. Got to check out the pyramids. You know, got to check out the pyramids so I can take a selfie that looks exactly like the one that I took with my green screen. You know, <laughs> uh, I think it would be very cool just to to check her out. You know. Uh, I want to see a safari, you know, in the in the heart of Africa, right? Sounds uh, very exciting. Started reading this book again for the second time, Love, Life, and Elephants. Talks about uh, these families that moved in and made a life in, in Africa, in the heart of Africa, um, from, Engl- from England, actually, right? So I just think that that would be so cool. Um, what else? Uh, after Algeria, we've got Spain. I'm part Spanish. Uh, been to Spain a couple times. Beautiful, beautiful place. And then next on the list, unknown, guys. It's a country that's unknown. It's literally, but it's like got more followers than a lot of the other countries. A lot of more listeners. So whoever this unknown country is, I'm very intrigued. How can it, how is it possible? I have a feeling it's North Korea, you know? I have a feeling that there's a couple piece of people listening to me from North Korea, and <laughs> whoever's in control of data output in this location is like, we don't want to be recognized. We're going to go ahead and stay anonymous and off the grid and off the radar. So what if, what if it's literally – what if Kim Jong-un is the one that has listened to, like, every single episode of mine? That would be crazy, huh? <laughs> What if he's intrigued by me? What if, what if, Kim, what if Kim Jong Un is like a fan of Michael Oldroyd's comedy? That would be, that'd be, uh, be interesting. It kind of blows my mind. Anything is possible, you know what I mean? Until you know what it is. Like, that's that's part of the fun of life is is the the unknown because the the the, the range of possibility when it's unknown is is infinite. That's why. You know, you know. I'm taking. I'm speaking in a positive sense right now. But one of the things that makes anything scary, like when you go surfing or something, is the unknown, right? You you get scared of what you can't see underneath the water. If you could see clearly where all the sharks were, you would be so much. You'd be like, yeah, I'm just gonna not surf in that area, or I'm not gonna swim in that area. Speaking of swimming in the ocean, me and my buddy Hieronymus, when he came out to L.A., the guy from. Uh, Angels and demons, I'll call them. <laughs> you know, he, uh, we went out and we, we swam around in the ocean. You know, 
and uh, it was pretty fun. We were body surfing, and then I was like, all right, let's go back, you know? We've been out here a while, and uh, let's go ahead and not get eaten by a shark, so. <laughs> um, Hieronymus, but yeah, it's the unknown that, that makes things scary, so. That's why, that's why light, you know, is, is um, metaphorically speaking, when something is in the light and you can see it, you can identify the monster or whatever, then it, it makes it less scary, right? So darkness is, is scary because you can't see, right? You can't see what's there. But if you just put a little light in the room, hey, oh, what, what, what's that thing over there? Oh, that's just a little tiny uh, creature that's actually scared itself, you know, that casts a big shadow on the wall. Fears are oftentimes illusions, guys, right? And it's the light that uh, shows that those things are just illusions. So whoever that unknown is out there, you're casting, you're in the darkness, guys. You're, you're, and, and that doesn't mean you're bad, though, right? That, that doesn't mean that whoever those listeners out there are that are from that unknown country, it doesn't mean that you're bad. You could be very good. Maybe you're uh, a vigilante in the night like Bruce Wayne. Right. Anyway, after you guys is is France, which is cool. I love France. Oh man, Paris, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, man, I I remember uh, if if only I spoke French better, I feel like I would have had a better experience there. One of the most confident people I've ever seen in my life. I think I've told you this before. A dude with uh, acne on his chest was walking down the middle of the street in Paris. And he had a V-neck on, a really deep V-neck, and I just I got jealous of that. You know, at the time, my confidence wasn't as high then as it is now. And at that time, my my confidence had room for improvement. And I remember getting jealous of his confidence. You know, thinking, "Wow, that dude has so much confidence." Like, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the guy with the acne all over his chest. <laughs> so, we, me and my buddy Jimmy, met the coolest guy ever in uh, in France once. You know, like. No homo here, but if I ever if I ever was gay, uh, Jimmy and I were both in, so intrigued by this mysterious dude that just appeared out of nowhere in France, uh, you know. And, and and Jimmy and I were like, "Wow, that dude was fucking cool!" Like <laughs> he spoke like multiple languages, and he was like telling us how to like get on the train. I was like, "Is this guy from a different time period? Who is this?" You know, like. He just, like, came and helped us with directions and then just threw down a smoke bomb and disappeared into the abyss, you know? <laughs> it was, uh, how can I, do I, how do I describe the mystique? He, uh, it was like he was, like, straight off the Polar Express, you know what I mean? <laughs> like the young version of St. Nicholas or something, you know? But, nevertheless, uh... What do we have? And we were asking him, like, where the chicks are at and all that stuff. He, like, knew everything. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can't even, like, redo his accent, you know. But it was like, these t- the type of girls that you're trying to, you know. <laughs> it was uh, it was intriguing. I was like, can you can you escort us there and, and show us the ladies, bruh? I wanted to be his bro, you know what I mean? Anyway, but he didn't seem like a bro. You know what I mean? He seemed like a true renaissance man. I don't know how to explain it. But uh, France... Uh, oh, and then we were down at Mont Saint Michel. Uh, I went there with my mom. Have you guys, you guys ever hear of Mont Saint Michel? Mont Saint Michel is in, uh, not far from the beaches of Normandy, which is one of the places that we visited. We also went to uh, the city where Monet painted. Um, what was it? Uh, 
shoot. I, I, he, he had some really famous paintings from this small town there. I went there with my mom, and then we went to Mont Saint Michel, which is literally. And I've talked about this before, but it's okay to recycle content from time to time. It is the. Uh, it was a monastery, church, whatever you want to call it, dedicated to the archangel Saint Michael. Why, why did I just pronounce, mispronounce my own name? <laughs> uh, uh, to the Archangel St. Michael. And uh, it's literally, it is like the Hogwarts of the real world. It is the most mysterious, awesome place that I've ever been in my life. It was truly breathtakingly awesome. The view from it, the view of it, all the unique corridors and secret passageways and the, the mixture of darkness and light that you experience there just literally it'll it'll blow your mind uh, as to how cool it is you know there's still monks that are practicing there um just there's inf- it's like it feels like an infinite maze of like awesome it's like a castle it's like a castle on a rock and the water recedes there's like a tide that comes in and out every day you know, at some points, the entire island of Mont Saint Michel is is surrounded by water, and you see it at different times. Like, man, it, it, like times of day and times of year, it, it's like it's like ne- it's like never it's like never stagnant. It's like a living place, right? Um, I remember when we were doing our tour there, they said uh, we were the tour guide was was giving like. Um, like a background on the place and all this stuff. And one of the things that, that, uh, made me ask a question, he goes, yeah, St. Michael is second in command in heaven. I was like, who's first? And he's like, God, you dummy. <laughs> I was like, Oh, sorry about that. That's, that's pretty obvious. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very interesting and, and I recommend everywhere in the world. It, it gets millions of, of, uh, tourists a year. So cool. Got to go there with my ma. So, Anyway, Morocco is next. Oh, cool. I was just giving a shout-out to Morocco. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Hisham El Garouf, shout-out to you, my man. Uh, very, very successful track and field athlete. Just uh, an amazing, an amazing talent and, and hard worker. I don't have time to go into his story. Well, I'll just say this. He's a very well-respected athlete from... I forget what era he reigned as far as the Olympic Games that he competed in, but it was at least three Olympic Games, a 12-year span. And I think he has the world record in the 1500. I think it's like 342 or 340 or 339, something like that, which is insane. It is insane. Uh, Fact check me on that, by the way. (laughs) If I had Alexa in the closet with me, I would fact check myself, but... um, I just know that he, he, whatever he has, it is literally outrageously fast. And uh, he got tripped in the Olympics or fell before the finish line one year when he was going to finish early on. And he was able to come back and, and win the Olympic gold in the 1500 uh, against his arch rivals, the Kenyans, right? Unfortunately, I don't have any Kenyan. Well, maybe I do have Kenyan listeners, but um, Lagat was the famous Kenyan athlete who he would uh, run against. Uh, for for years, those guys were our rivals, making each other better. And you know, Hisham would travel. He would train in the mountains. You know, so your 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 oxygen. You know, there's less oxygen up there, so it causes your your it causes your your blood to be forced to learn how to 
better utilize the oxygen that you do get so that when you run a race at lower altitudes, you actually can process the oxygen better and, and naturally, as a result, run faster. Your system, your cardiovascular system um, benefits from it. So he would train at high altitudes. Just an amazing individual. Uh, I would love to be friends with Hisham El Garouche. I would love – he seems very respectful, very humble. You know, and, and that's what's cool is when you see somebody performing on such a high level that's grounded like that. And I don't know him personally, so I could be wrong. But I get the vibe from what I've seen that he's just very down to earth. And that's that's what we need more of. We need the superstars out there to be humble like that. It's, it's just – it's inspiring and it shows – that no matter how good you are, that you can still be grounded and, and still give it up for the greater, the greater good, the higher power, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think Hisham El Garouche is is when I watch him run, I cry. I let, when I watched him run in the Olympics, it brought tears to my eyes. That's how much it moved me. Um, and I think that that's worth stating. You know, it's it's amazing. He's a, he's a, it's, an, it's a beautiful display of the human effort, right? Uh, Israel is next, guys. That's pretty exciting, right? Um, Israel. So, you know, we got people from, which means the, the unique thing about Israel is the three major religions live there. So we've got Judaism, Christianity, and, um, uh, Islam, right? So, uh, and, and those aren't the, the only religions in the world, but those are kind of the three, the three big ones. Uh, all three recognize St. Michael, by the way. No big deal. You know, no big deal. Uh, anyway, uh, those are the three uh, main religions in, in, in Israel. And, um, some call it Palestine, if you guys don't know. The, 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 the Muslims that live in Israel call it Palestine, and that's the battles between Palestine and Israel. The, the, the two religions kind of claiming that is their holy land, right? Uh, the U.S. has supported um, the Jews, Israel, right? Krav Maga, right? That's the fighting style uh, adopted by the Israelis where everyone has to join the military, uh, women as well, and everyone's trained in Krav Maga, which I think is, is a badass. I want to learn some Krav Maga. That's, that's the one fighting style that I don't know <laughs> in addition to, like, several others. But... Um, not to reveal a weakness of mine, but my strength is love. So, you know, by revealing my weakness, I also embrace and strengthen my true uh, strength, which is empathy and love. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's really cool to Israel, Palestine, whatever you want to, not whatever you want to call it, but whatever you do call it, right, depending on your perspective, uh, the Holy Land, right? I have not been there, been wanting to go there with my mom for a long time, but... Um, very cool that we got some people from Israel listening in. Shout out to you guys, right? What else? Peru. Oh, South America. That's cool. That's, that's, that's really out of, out of the norm there. We're, we're, we're really hitting that. The furthest south I've been is, um, Panama and Costa Rica. So I have st set foot on South America by stepping on one side of the, um, the line there in Panama, been to the Panama Canal, watched watched the locks going in and out. Very interesting stuff that they created there uh, at the Panama Canal. Very cool idea to cut through there rather than having to, to go all the way around. Um, so uh, very cool to have people from Peru. I think that's where Cinque Terre is. That's one of the places that my mom wants to go. 
and do some hiking. So I think that that's really neat. Uh, up up there, high elevation, very spiritual place, um, Cinque Terre, if I'm not mistaken. I wish Alexa was here so I could verify that. But uh, Peru, much love to you. The United Arab Emirates. That's kind of cool. I wonder if that's because I, I have that soccer jersey that I bought in Spain that uh, says Fly Emirates. Maybe the, maybe some people from the United Arab Emirates saw that I was flossing that jersey. Um, Madrid, the real Madrid soccer team, which I bought because there was a really cute saleswoman in there that day at the, the, the official apparel store for Real Madrid where I bought that gift for my buddy Tyler Schaefer. Shout out to you, bro. Um, yeah, it was uh, – so I got that Fly Emirates. What's up? Shout out to you guys. Appreciate that. Appreciate you tuning in. Singapore is next, which is cool. That's where my parents re- – that was one of the places that my parents recently went to when they were in Asia. I've never been to Singapore. Mexico, been there a couple times. Great place. Love it. Love you guys. Mexico. Hey, how you doing? Um, I, I do speak some Spanish. Um, hola. Como estas? <laughs> Como están, guys? Huh? But, uh, yeah, Mexico. Awesome. Great vacation place. You know, you get to see some real beauty without having to spend as much money as certain other places. Was in Mexico last year, most recently. Loved it. You can check out some of my live videos from there on different platforms. Very cool place, Mexico. We got to get out on a yacht. Very exciting stuff. Um, there was one. Here's a story for you. Uh, I, I I don't smoke marijuana. I, I have at times in my life, uh, a few a few times I should say. Uh, it's been a long time, but I did uh, try gummies once or twice. And the last time I I did that was in Mexico, and I started panicking because I I don't do drugs, so like my tolerance is really low. <laughs> so I started freaking out uh, on these gummies. And, uh, and we were on this really nice yacht and it was like time slowed down, right? Like all of a sudden I'm watching like clips of the same thing over and over is what it felt like. Time was like happening really slow. And this is, this is what I started panicking for. So, so I was dating Jessica at the time we're on vacation. We were there with two of her friends. Uh, her, her friends are gay, uh, and uh, they're fr- friends of mine as well, right? These two guys that she's she's known. They're her friends that have become my friends, right? Um, and they were awesome. They, they hooked us up with this, like, super awesome, like, luxury type thing. We all hung out. And anyway, so we're on this boat. We're going back. I'm high on these gummies. And then all of a sudden we see this giant boat of swingers pass by, like, 100 a hundred people were on this like party boat, right? And I started panicking that they were gonna dock up with us and try to like force me to <laughs> swing with them. So like that was what was going on in my head during this like like freakout session. Is I was like, no, like we can't dock up with the swingers. I don't want them trying to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, so that was uh, that was my panic session in Mexico. And uh, I told that story when I was doing comedy there that night. They introduced me. One of the greatest comedians from the United States of America, Mr. Michael Aldroyd. Right? They brought me on stage. And uh, there was this group of uh, uh, locals that was drinking. And they, they did not make it easy for me. They were heckling me in Spanish. Right? Because I was doing my comedy in English. And I guess they... 
everyone was there to watch the show that was like on vacation and they were like having a good time and this like group of like locals that were like construction workers were heckling me in Spanish and it, it just made it it made it really tough uh, you know and I, I told the story of earlier that day how I had freaked out on the gummies and after the show some dude came up to me he had this weird look in his eye and I thought he was going to come up and say great job uh, he didn't even tell me how I did he just goes hey man you know where I can get some gummies bro you know where I can get those gummies or what it's like, dude, you look like you're already on something much worse. Uh, your eyes are looking weird, bro. <laughs> so, no, I don't, I don't do drugs, guys. I don't. Um, so, that's one of the the, the the reasons that I, if I ever, I haven't even had alcohol on this quarantine. Can you believe that? Like, literally, there was a girl who, um, there was actually a, a woman who I connected with on Bumble recently and she was having a, like a, a, a drink day at, at home in New Jersey, like at her parents' house. And, uh, she FaceTimed me randomly and we were just talking or whatever. She was having a good time. And I was like, and I wasn't like, when I told her, I wasn't saying one way is good or bad, but I was like, you know, can you believe I haven't even drank during this entire quarantine? I haven't even had a drop of alcohol. And she just hung up on me. <laughs> She literally, she's like, oh, oh that's not going to work. And the phone just, like, the, the call ended. She never apologized for hanging up on me or anything. Like, it's like, wow, I didn't realize that being an out, that not being, like, I think if it's, I think if someone, she must be an alcoholic, right? Like, if that's her requirement, she must have a problem with alcohol. Like, I haven't met anyone before that, like, requires that you drink in order to be friends with them, like, I've experienced enough, I, 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 I'm not, like, sober or something like that, I just choose not to drink right now, because I want to be more productive, and, and I, I have more fun drinking with other people, right, so I thought it was interesting that she took that, and, like, found, like, that, that was a deal breaker, like, what does that say about her, you know, it's very intriguing, so, anyway, after Peru, after Mexico, the last uh, country on my list here. I've got I, I, these are the only countries that I listed up until this point. There are still more countries with less listens, literally from all over the world. Um, but the next on the list is Romania. So you know that's a list of what twenty five of my top countries or whatever it is. Uh, and uh, I think there's over a hundred countries that listen to the Michael Oldroyd comedy podcast. I can get you guys that statistic next time, but. Shout out to all the all of you guys. Shout out to everybody in the world. You know what I mean. At some point, as the as the podcast continues to grow, we'll have listeners from literally every every spot spot on the globe, and I find that freaking awesome. I, I love that, and and maybe in the future, my after I'm gone or during, who knows when, but uh, we'll have to listeners from different parts of the galaxy. You know, as we as we con- conquer space exploration. Um, you know, we talk about, uh, the idea of the, the hoisting over the wall type thing. Um, I, the, the, my religion is love, right? And the one thing that I, I hoist love with, with expecting nothing in return. If there's something like, this is, this is a shout out to the universe. I have my hands interlocked for love, right? It's like, hey, hey, bro, or hey, sis. Hey, hey, love. 
jump over this wall, I expect nothing in return. Here's you don't have to throw a rope back over the wall to to to, to pull me over. Like I I want you to I want to serve you however I can. My I just want to be part of. I want to do whatever I can to see that empire that empire of love flourish. If that makes sense, even if my name is not attached to anything on it, right? Um, because yeah, that's the one thing that I that I serve, expecting nothing in return and wanting. I mean, I'm not going to say I want nothing in return. Um, I think that that sounds like a lie too, but I, but I expect nothing in return. I would do it expecting nothing in return. Right. Because, um, yeah, that's the one thing that's like, yeah, let me, let me give you a boost, son. You know what I mean? Let me give you as uh, whatever I can do. And if that means nothing at all, like if I can serve love better by not doing anything, that's also what I would do. If that means to disappear and, and, and get off the grid, uh, completely, then, then, Whatever the best way that I can do it, you know, and be the most impactful, that's that's my goal. So, UN, right? What about the United Nations, son? <laughs> um, yeah, man. NATO, NATO. Yeah, let's give it up for those. Uh, let's give it up for that 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 worldly effort right there. You know, so. Anyways, there are, let, let's let's do the podcast now. <laughs> now that we've gotten the riffraff, and it's not riffraff at all. That's not the right word. Now that we've gotten the improvisation section over, let's just quickly go through. Maybe this. Hey, it is episode one hundred. We can go long, right? Who who cares? Some states are lifting. Um, I imagine that anybody who's listening is not even listening to every word that I say at this point. It's just like nice background music. You're probably tuning in and out. You got it on the back. You have it in the background while you're like painting or or something. I feel like right now at this point it's just like positive white noise for you. And I and I and I and I, and I, I like that. You know. Nevertheless, here's some updates. So you may want to pay attention if you care about what's going on. Or maybe you already know. Maybe you're like I don't need to listen to your podcast for updates, Mike, because I I've got the news. But if you if you do want to listen, we have some uh, some states in the U.S. that are lifting their stay-at-home orders now. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. There's mixed uh, emotions on that. There are some businesses that even though they can go back, they're like, we don't feel like it's we don't we don't feel like it's it's ready, even though it's legally okay. We don't feel like it, it's safe yet for us to go back to business for our customers. We don't, you know. So just know, like places like Georgia, and it's gonna be interesting to see. If the curve increases, if it flattens, you know, what, what, how does it actually play out, you know, versus what we think will happen, right? So it's always interesting to see how things play out in life, no matter what it is, right? We, you can make as many predictions based on hypotheses and science and patterns of the past, but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like in sports. That's why they play the games, right? Is because no matter how many scientific, Whatever you want to call it, at the end of the day, they play the game because anyone can win on any given day, right? Um, and, uh, and until you have what actually happened, then, then you know, that until something becomes history, you know, until the, the, the cursor of time moves past a certain, how do I say this? If you looked at time like, like my podcast right now, right, where, where there's a, a needle that's moving forward, and on the right side of that needle, time hasn't happened yet. And on the left, it's documented, right? 
it's continually moving. So as we, um, until that needle moves past a certain point in time and, and it's documented, AKA becomes history, then you, you never really know what can happen. Right. And as you're looking forward into that unknown, that's one of the fun things in life. Right. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the lifting of the orders doesn't create problems and, um, We'll just have to see. But the death count has been flattening, right, um, across. You know, when I look at I, – I, I look at those stats every day that I read to you guys last week. I'm not going to read them again. All you got to do is go to Google and open them up. I think even Facebook now. I think there's like – you can access it pretty much anywhere at this point, you know, the stats. Just make sure that it's it's real. Make sure you know your sources. You're aware of those, right? Uh, nevertheless, it does appear to be flattening, which doesn't, to me, mean that it's in the clear. It just means that the quarantine stuff is, is working and slowing things down, which is exciting, which is awesome. It means that us staying at home is not being an effort that's made in vain. We're actually saving lives, you know? So one thing that's interesting is, uh, I'll try to not get into the dark stuff much. And, and I don't think that this topic is dark itself, but there are zoom funerals. That's part of life. It's not, it's not dark to talk about death. It, it's being honest, you know, um, there are zoom funerals being, um, you know, being, being, being done, being held uh, at, at this point in time. So, um, that might encourage more people to attend. I don't know, but, uh, look at the bright side in that way. You know, I think a funeral is, should be a celebration of one's life and a way to honor not just that person, but the, the people that, that you, that love, um, that person, the people that are to, to, to show your respects, right. To, to, to that person and that, that family and the, the, those closest to friends and family to show your support, um, to show that you care, um, and to learn sometimes, you get to learn about someone, things that you never would have learned before, right? So th- those are some of the silver linings of, of, of something that's uh, that's a sad situation, right? Uh, one of the big things in the news was Trump commenting on um, the idea of disinfectants being, you know, injected or, or ingested, right? Some people... Uh, a lot of people are like making fun or like hating on him. A lot of people are saying, yo, like that's not actually what he said. Here's, here's something I think that is interesting. It's not just with Trump. Anytime we see a headline that's like creates an emotional response. I think it's worth doing a little bit digger, deeper, deeper of digging. For example, if you haven't yet, and you've commented on that one way or the other, whether you hate it or you love it, I do recommend just watching the video and forming your opinion from there. Watch the video, the the video of what he said. The, watch him speaking where it came out of his mouth, not what anyone else has said. And I think that's important to do with him and 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 any type of news. Often is let's trace it down to the source rather than stay, making a strong opinion on something. And then when someone goes, "Oh, did did you see that? Did you see it happen?" and they're like, "No, but I heard," and or I read it, right? Like. That's not good enough, in my opinion. Formulate your opinions at the root, based on the root of the truth, right? Because if you're not getting down to the root, then you're just speaking nonsense, in my opinion, on either side. Um, So check out 
anytime someone's like, oh, Trump said this, or now he's saying this, or you just, just watch the video or the transcript of, watch the actual video, in my opinion. Sure, videos can be manipulated, but just fact check stuff. You know what I mean? Make sure that your, your opinions are being um, generated based on truth. So, uh, and that can be whether you're a Trump supporter or not. Again, it has nothing to do with where you lie in that spectrum of, you know, politics or anything. Just just inform yourself, please. We all need to, right? Cause, and I'm not even going to go into my opinion for the sake of making this a stronger argument. Uh, but my opinion on the entire thing did change when I when I watched it, right? What else is going on right now? The number of people in jail is down. Um and I think that that's because they're they're letting some people out of jail early due to this coronavirus, I think, to pre- protect some of the inmates. So that's an interesting thing that uh, jails are being, you know, affected in, in this way and there are more criminals on the streets. I do see some updates, news updates, where crime is still happening right now. Some of those updates are really sad to see, you know, and it, it, you know, so, so crime is not, it's not like people are just like stopping doing crime right now. Um, but nevertheless, there was a tornado warning the other day in New York. That was crazy. I didn't know New York got tornadoes. I've never heard of anything like that. But there was a tornado warning. And I had this weird dream a few nights after of a tornado that was coming through my path. And me and my friends were, we drove away. Uh, it was, I don't know if dreams have like a, a message or something, but it was a fiery tornado coming our way. I, I don't know if it was necessarily chasing me specifically but we were driving away from the tornado we got in a car and when we looked back it was still like potentially a threat you know so i checked out this dream thing because that's the first time i've ever had a dream like that a fiery tornado what the fuck is that you know what i mean like it's one thing to be have a dream about a tornado but a fiery tornado so um yeah it was interesting it was scary at the time you know and uh, there's different meanings that, that it could be, you know. I couldn't find any any information on the fire part of it, but tornado dreams in general uh, kind of fit, you know, when, when there's something going on, like uh, uncertainty in life. Sometimes people have dreams about tornadoes, right? Um, like uh, people having dreams right now. If you have a dream about tornado, it, 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 the fact that we're going through this time of uncertainty can can sometimes be a metaphor. I'm not big into like putting meaning into everything that the dreams have, but it is it is interesting. Um, what's going on in the NFL? They had the draft uh, over the weekend, late last week, and I didn't watch too much of it. But I thought it was cool that they didn't. The NFL didn't let it stop them from proceeding forward. Obviously, they did it remotely and you know through Zoom and all this stuff. But it's great to see these guys who. Um, have the opportunity, uh, hopefully, if the season doesn't get disrupted, to to live their dreams, you know. And uh, I'm realizing that, uh, you know, because I'm realizing that I, I, it's hard for me to stay too close to football when I when I don't think that I can play anymore. Last year, when I was getting in shape again, it was like re-energizing me was like sticking I was like the character that Lawrence Taylor played in any given Sunday where he's like put me in a game coach I know if I get one more concussion I can die but this is my life you know like 
I understand where that character was coming from in a way, and it doesn't mean that I, I, I can't live without football. But what it means, what I'm trying to say and how it affects me is when, when, you, when you take away the opportunity or the idea of the opportunity to play football, it's hard for me to actually stay too close. I, I notice myself getting sad when I watch football stuff. You know, like now that I don't think that there's really much of a chance, if any, for me to, to play football this season, it's hard for me to want to watch anything that has to do with it. You know, last year I was invigorated by it and all these things because I was toying with the idea of of, of playing again. And it, uh, somehow, you know, if someone would give me the chance, it takes two parties, obviously, right? But I was getting back in shape, and I realized that uh, when it seems less realistic, it's harder for me to, to, to attach myself to the game in any way. So I'm finding myself becoming more distant from it just because of the feelings that I that I feel myself getting when I watch shows about it or or the NFL draft you know I'm I'm so I'm so excited for the guys that are getting the opportunity to live their dreams but I didn't get that you know so in a way it, it in a way it makes me sad oh right boohoo right I, I know I know I'm not asking for your pity but it's the truth um but detaching myself from that and, and just kind of giving you guys the latest in the, the world of football, detaching my mind from that. Uh, Tom Brady is assembling the troops down in Tampa. So Gronk has been traded from the Patriots to the Bucks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're, they're moving forward in uh, building the army. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting. I mean, as soon as you add a, a Gronk to the picture, you know, all of a sudden that, world of potential starts to get wider you know and uh yeah they're both older now it's a different program blah 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 but there's just enough there to to get your curiosity to get all of our curiosity to see is this can this be done and you know and to what to what level can can there be something special here to what level is it just you know will they have a winning season to will they go to the playoffs to something beyond that right so it is interesting. I think we're all curious to see how that will go down. Again, if football season even happens this year, I know that the NFL is offering, offering a three, uh, I think it's a three-week remote training camps starting May 15th. I don't know if I read that right when it came out, but something like that. And one of the coaches, the New Orleans Saints, actually opted out. Sean Payton, I think he, he had coronavirus and was like, like, just focus on staying healthy, spend time with your family, stay strong and then come when we when we start up come in ready to go right so that was interesting to see um speaking of sports michael michael jordan documentary uh last night two sport um two hour long episodes three and four i watched we'll talk about that at the end here uh, what else did I watch yesterday? I watched 1917. Finally! I told you guys I've been wanting to see that movie for a while now. And, uh, I was not disappointed at all! To be honest, I loved, I loved 1917. It made me cry. And it makes you think a lot. Every, I look back on some of the, I did some research on, like, the viruses, the, the the viruses that affected the world population the most over the history of humanity that we have documented, at least, 
the Black Plague was the worst by far. It, it's it's towered over the numbers that we're experiencing right now with the coronavirus. I think the, a third of the world population died. Uh, I don't know how many million people, but it was it was a lot. And you got to think in terms of perspective because um, we had a much smaller world population when the Black Plague happened than there is now. So you got to look at a percentage of population that was killed, right? Like a, a third of the population back then is was much smaller of a number than a third of today's population. A third of today's population would be like well, at least a couple billion, right? So that was uh, that was the worst virus or plague, if you want whatever word you want to call it, that that that, that knocked uh, knocked some of those numbers down. So. Um, I think it's worth taking a look. There was a lot of there's a lot of uh, plagues or viruses that have gone on throughout history that, that have higher numbers than COVID so far. So that's that's reassuring. You know, I think we're doing a much better job of handling it. Um, but it's possible that the coronavirus is not as bad of, as some of the plagues um, as far as intensity goes. Right? I don't think that the Black Plague just affected. Well, the coronavirus doesn't just affect um, women and children or, or uh, the eld- elderly, uh, but that's kind of like the main. Uh, I don't know. I just know that the black plague. Uh, anyone who came in contact with it was gonna was gonna probably die. So, got to be thankful that it's not that intense, at least from my knowledge, right? Um, Education, guys. We need to continually educate ourselves. That, that's a, it's an ongoing process, right? To, to find out. Fact check me on that. Fact check me on anything that I talk about here. Honestly, that those would be. It would be nice to hear Donald Trump say that, right? Hey, guys. Um, it's possible that I'm misspeaking. I think it's worth a fact check. We're all human. If he would admit to that, we, we'd probably like trust him more, you know. But anyway. Um, Speaking of 1917, so it was about World War One. I. I think it was the, uh, took place of uh, these guys in the British Army, and it, it, it focused on these two, these two soldiers, young guys, you know, young kids, and uh, takes them through, shows their journey in the midst of the bigger, in the midst of the bigger war, right? And uh, it's a tearjerker. It'll make you cry if you have a heart, <laughs> you know. You, you see yourself in in both of them. You, I see myself in both of them. It's hard not to, right? Um, I'm not going to be uh, giving away any spoilers, but um, speaking of uh, World War One, we talk about World War Two. Uh, there was a, a paratrooper pilot that actually had put uh, he he before D-Day he shaved his head into a mohawk um, and then jumped out of the plane. Or, or his plan was he was one of the paratroopers on D-Day. His plan was to shave a head. Or shave a, he, he shaved his head into a mohawk, I guess, the night before he was going to try and use it as an intimidation factor. You know, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Native Americans, you know, that would, before war they'd have different, like, haircuts, headdresses, war paint, all these things. So it's kind of like that that same type of idea or mentality. But the, the commanding officer made him shave it all off. He was like, I guess it was, like, too far. It was, like, a little bit too... Um, individualistic, you know, at the time. So he did shave it off, but recently he's still alive, and recently he shaved his head back into a mohawk just to 
kind of like honor his, his brothers and kind of a multi-purpose thing uh, to inspire positivity and just something kind of cool and, and positive during this time, during the coronavirus. So that inspired me, and I cut my hair into a mohawk last week. So uh, shout out to, to the World War II paratroopers and to all of our troops, you know. It's a tough job, man. You know, I, I, I think um, taking taking another life is uh, something that uh, I think it takes a toll on, on a person, you know. I don't think – I think that there is something inherently wrong about taking another life. And there's been people that – when I say inherently wrong, I, I need to speak very clearly on that. I don't think anybody wants to have to be put in the job of being a soldier. Putting your own life on the line is one thing that comes of it, and then putting, taking others' lives. I, I don't think it's that's that that takes a toll, you know. Taking one, I mean, you you watch Batman, right? Bruce Wayne, he killed one person, and it took a it took a toll on him, you know. Ra's al Ghul in 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 the show Gotham, and. Um, you know, there, there's a price that comes with with that. So we do have to show empathy for any of our soldiers that have have, have fought. I, I think I just think I think that I don't think we think I don't think we realize how difficult it is for some people to process the fact if they if they kill if they ever had to kill, you know, or, or felt that they had to kill or or were following orders. Right, um, I think it takes. I think it takes a toll. Again, everyone's different, maybe, but I just, I think that that would be the hardest part of it. I think you know. I think seeing some of your friends get killed, knowing you know, or losing limbs or, or coming back with disabilities, and then knowing that you you took one or many other lives. I, I can't imagine that weight, and um, I just think that we need to show appreciation and, and empathy and kindness and, and uh, respect um, for, our, for our, the people who have been fighting for our country's freedom, right? I mean, even though I don't believe in killing, even though I don't believe in killing, I, I, I respect and appreciate our soldiers that have fought for our freedom, you know? Um, so I think we, we need to not lose sight of those types of things, right? It's good to watch the history of, like I told you guys before, the, the most proud I've ever felt of the United States is when we, when we stopped Hitler. Um, you know, when I felt, I felt a true sense of American pride, you know, and if those paratroopers didn't jump out of, you know, the planes and those guys didn't storm the beaches of Normandy. That's how history unfolded, right? Is there, is there, the, the, the perfect thing is, is to have peace without killing. That is the ideal scenario always. But guess what? That's not how it played out. You know what? We didn't, the way we stopped Hitler is the way we did by, and there was war. There was a lot of people killed, you know, and those are the facts, and we need to go back and not forget about the people who sacrificed their lives for that cause, you know. 
at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about the different ways of serving good and the different ways of serving evil, you know, um, you know, there's, there's some different philosophies, but there's no doubt in heaven or hell that Hitler needed to be stopped, you know, and, and we figured out a way to stop him, you know, it wasn't pretty, but he was stopped. So, um, anyway, that's a little bit about the, the world war two stuff. Um, Hitler is, is, is a, is a symbol of evil. He's an embodiment of it. There's just no, there's no doubt about it there. Hitler, um, you could say he's the devil in the flesh. I I think, you know, I, I think that that, or, or a version of it, right? Um, however you want to kind of assign that, that, but I think, um, and there's been other, I think Mussolini has more kills. Uh, Bill Burr did this comedy special where he said, I think it was Mussolini is the Michael Jordan of evil, which brings up a good point. Like it's, it, it made me laugh because no one ever thinks like, geez, like how, how can you like compare like levels of evil? Right. But, um, he said, if you, if you go by number of kills, Mussolini would, would have it. Right. Um, I need to fact check myself if it's Mussolini, by the way. Oh, Stalin? Was it Joseph Stalin, maybe? I don't know. Uh, maybe Mussolini wasn't even a bad guy. I don't know who Mussolini is. <laughs> uh, to be honest, if someone's like, who's Mussolini? The first thought is, wasn't he the guy that killed a bunch of people? But I think it was actually Joseph Stalin that killed more people than anybody in, in history. So, if you go by number of kills... I think it's Joseph Stalin. Please fact check me on this. I think Hitler was like third on the list or something. But it is, I think we always have to remember that there were people. We always have to remember that there were people that that had a choice. There's always a choice, right? Some people are willing to die for their belief in good, right? You know, you take a, a, a James Gordon from from the Gotham or a Jesus, you know, not putting them in the exact same category. But some people are so firmly grounded in their belief system that it's an unwavering belief that they will not, because there is always a choice, they will die for what they believe in. They will self-sacrifice for the greater good, Right. Uh, and then there's some people that aren't brave enough or strong enough to do that. There are some people that will, they're like, you know, if it comes down, I, I want to do good, but if someone has a gun to my head and they say, you're either going to die or you're going to do this thing, which is, it goes against your morals or it's bad. There are, there are a lot of people out there that will choose to live and, and do a bad thing, you know, and that's, sad that's that's what the power of fear can can hold over someone and that's a, that's a scary and sad thing but i bring this up because i think it's important to note that a lot of the people that as as hitler's army got stronger and stronger um and more more and more powerful more and more people were not like on board and like they didn't like him there was a lot of people fighting for him that didn't do it they they didn't like him they did it out of fear Right, because they they knew they were going to die if they didn't. So that's a sad thing because when the when you think about it, 
this is getting deep, right? But when you think about it, and you think about D-Day, and you think about some of the, the guys that were there on, on our enemy's side, right? Our opponent. When you think about some of the guys that were posted up in the turrets there, the turrets and firing back at the U.S. soldiers, they knew that some of those guys may have believed in the cause, that the evil, the evil shit, you know, Hitler's psychotic, you know, vision. But most of those guys on the front lines were pawns, you know. Most of those guys were were people that were conquered and, and they knew that they either fought or they died, right? So that's the sad and scary thing is is it doesn't excuse their behavior at, at all. I'm not saying that I that I it's just something that we have to be reminded of is that there were some good people doing bad things. Some people that didn't want to, some people that um, hated it, some people that were really scared. And I think that's where, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's fucked up, man. It's some fucked up shit, to be honest. It's, it's really sad because a lot of people, it's, it, we just can't, we can't forget it. Again, when I bring it up, it's not to excuse their behavior or, or their, their actions were, were evil actions. You know, fighting for Hitler is, is flat out like an evil action. There's no doubt about it. But we just have to remember moving forward, it, it, like when we reflect back on, on that history and the idea of never forgetting that idea comes down to dissecting some of these things sometimes, you know, that, you know, that, I guess, we, you know, some, hopefully we never have to face those types of questions, but just, there is always a choice. And if you believe in good enough, you know, the ultimate test is, are you willing to die for it ultimately? Because Every single person on that line that maybe didn't want to, that, that, that had to make that choice, you know, everyone, you know, you either, at, at some point those people had to choose whether to live or, and, and fight for something they didn't believe in, or they had to choose to die, you know, and, and, and die the hero, right? Die like, fuck you, I'm not fighting, put a bullet in my head if you have to, but I'm not fighting for your fucking bullshit, you know? Not everyone has that level of courage, and I think that we have to have empathy is what I'm trying to say. Um, it doesn't mean it's an it doesn't mean we excuse that behavior, but we need to we need to we need to be aware that that exists. If you want to defeat evil, you have to be aware of that. If you truly want to defeat evil, you can't just demonize everything. It's not it's not as um, black and white as that, I don't think. You, you know, it's not as black and white. Um, so, and, and I think Jesus said it the best, you know, he who, he who um, is without sin cast the first stone, right? So, anyway, uh, I've talked way too much, and I didn't even get to all the updates that I wanted to. Um, UCB, let's just put it this way. Uh, I'll end by saying this. UCB, Comedy World updates, UCB is shut down officially. I think they're still doing online stuff, but this coronavirus came at a really bad time. They were already having some financial struggles. So my school that I have been, you know, 
taking some comedy lessons with for the past few years has officially shut down. It's the one that I got into the academy for. So um, it was on the news recently. I, I remember seeing it on the news and reading about it and getting the email updates and all that. So that's a sad thing. You know, it was a school founded by Amy Poehler and Matt Besser and a few others. Um, the other, you know, Brad Pitt did a, a, a comedy sketch over the weekend moving moving all along to the next bullet point in the world of comedy. He did a, I guess he was playing Fauci, which is like the, the scientist who was, anyway, it was, it was, it was a topical opening sketch. Saturday Night Live did another, um, they aired another thing this weekend uh, of sketches where they made like from home, you know, like Pete Davidson had a thing similar to my coronavirus sketch. It was similar to that. Kyle Mooney's was the one that brought me the most comfort. I, I remember watching uh, a sketch that Kyle Mooney made that was aired on SNL this weekend. It was very funny. So check out Kyle Mooney's sketch. Um, Brad Pitt. It was kind of cool to see that Brad Pitt's doing some SNL stuff. Uh, what else, guys? Um, the last thing in the in the comedy world, Chris Tucker. One of the re- Chris Tucker. I saw this article on. Re- on him recently it was a born again a born again Christian, very interesting, and in some ways I, I think that it's held him back, not back from having a more successful career. He, he he's kind of been off the grid. I think he's done like four movies in twenty years, and he was very he was you know he was so amazing you know to see him on the big screen a while back. But it was very interesting to see how he's he's very picky and choosy about the roles and, and part of it has to do with his his um spiritual reawakening or whatever you want to call it you know he, he and in some ways i relate to him in the way that i don't label myself just as as a christian i label myself as as a believer in love and a, a servant of love a humble servant of love is what i someone said define yourself and your ideology right i try my best doesn't mean i'm perfect at it but that's what I would define my religion as, is love. Um, but um, I, I, I would say that I, I've felt that I won't... I feel connected with him in the way that I won't just do anything for money or fame. And, and perhaps that's one of the reasons that, I'm, that I haven't had a more successful career in comedy. A lot, of, a lot of my friends expected me to be famous 10 years ago when I moved out to L.A., but I feel like there's just some things that I wouldn't do. There were some things that just didn't feel right morally or, or spiritually within me. And I, I, I couldn't do it. I was like, this is, it shouldn't have to be this way in order for me to, to be successful. And as a result of that, I, I didn't, you know, uh, maybe that held me back. You know, and one example would be with The Bachelorette. Like something about that show just didn't feel right. And I think the casting directors knew that I wasn't going to be a yes man and just do whatever they said you know like it would have been fun but I also I was also kind of irked out by the idea of like finding love on tv and I was afraid if I did go on and say I did do well in the show like what happens if I you know end up like being successful in the show and like being with a woman that I, I like what that one football ex football player did in the show where he kept it real. You know, that's, that's how I would have liked to have, have done the show. And I think that they recognize that I would have been that type of person. I wasn't going to be a yes man. So, um, I think that's, that's why it didn't work out 
is I, I would have been too real. I would have kept it too real, you know? So maybe that holds me back. I don't know. But that's probably why Droid Entertainment exists is because it's kind of like, yo, I'm going to do it my way, you know? I'm going to forge my own path. And that's why my following is so important. That's why you guys are so important is because I'm not sucking the dicks of Hollywood, you know? And it's not to say that I want to work against Hollywood. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think that there could be great opportunity that would be mutually beneficial where we're hoisting each other over walls together or uh, what have you. I'm not, I'm not saying fuck Hollywood. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying fuck the idea of if someone fuck the idea of me being somebody who I'm not right so that's why droid entertainment exists is because it's it's um the mission statement to bring infinite love and, and laughter to the world that's that aligns with what I want to do when when it comes to being the change that you want to see that is what I I've brought a lot of love I've brought a lot of laughter and I want to continue that for the rest of my life and, and become better at it as, as, as time goes on. There's a lot of different ways of bringing love. Even if I'm just casting a light on love that already exists, I'm not saying, I'm not being so self-righteous and cocky about good that, you know, that I, that I expect to just, that I'm saying that I am the source of love. That would be a very, that would be a very strong statement, you know. Um, perhaps I can just be a mere at times of love that already exists, you know, just to reflect the light that's already there. Perhaps I'm one to just open up a lens to, to let it become more clear and less opaque, right? Perhaps I'm just a, an instrument that let it, lets it flow through me at times, right? So that's, but that is what I, that is what I, I, ch I make that choice. We all make our choices in life. That is what I choose to serve. That is my choice of how I want to live my life, the person I want to be, the purpose that I am here for. So um, check out my content. Hopefully it aligns with everything that I'm talking about for the most part. And even if it's some crazy shit, if it gets a laugh, makes you happy, that's a good thing. I feel like I'll chalk that up as a W. Um, for the time being, I, I've done two hours of this podcast. It's way too much. So whatever else, uh, I have on my list, I'll have to save it till next time. And until then guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. God bless. Love bless. I should say, right? Love bless you. That way I don't alienate anybody. Some of you guys don't believe in God. So let me just say, uh, love bless you. That's what I'm going to say from now on. Love bless you. Maybe that'll be on uh, a future shirt of of droid entertainment love bless you right so let the love that already is there um who am i to 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 do anything other than say let me let me connect you to that love somehow you know anyway have a great week guys cheers peace bye bye thank you for listening by the way am i the only one who's horny This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.